Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Absent Minded Podcast, episode 15 as a matter of fact. Woo! Record on this fabulous September 9th? Yeah, I, I was about to say, keep changing going, yeah. It's a lot later than September 2nd, it's September 9th. My name is Travis Stockton, at Ray Charlizard, as always, to my immediate left, Andrew Crandall, at Andrew Loves Video See, Games. He went you again. I know. <laughs> I, I, I think Travis is taking uh, the no laws rule a little too liberally right now. White Claw, no law. 2019. And we also have today with us Ethan Newbolt at Souls Bjorn. How's it going, everybody? It's going pretty good. This was a, a laid back week for me. I got way too much done, I feel like. All the games, watch some movies. Mm-hmm. No TV because TV's for losers. Exactly. TV's for losers. Right. Football started. TV's not for losers. Uh, it technically doesn't start till started yesterday. Twenty five minutes for me because the Texans go on at like seven thirty, and I won't be watching that game. What? Because uh, we'll be here doing this. But that's it. Neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. As always, you can watch or listen to every episode of <laughs> Asked the Podcast on. Friday mornings at 10 a.m. when we go live on AbsentMindedPodcast.com and your favorite podcast platform of choice. You can also go to AbsentMindedPodcast.com to leave us a voice message. If you have something you want to say, something you want us to talk about, want to compliment Ethan on his ability to eat so like way too much food. We just got dim sum and, and he's got a backup peanut butter and jelly sandwich on the table. so fit and trim. It is outstanding. It's impressive. It, it is really, impressive. It really is. There as well at AbsentMindedPodcast.com. You can also leave us a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars through the listener support program if you so choose. But if you don't, we still love you. That's all. It's all fine. It's all good. It's all dandy. It's all less, but that's okay. No, I love you all no. equally. No, you guys, that's You're fine. Listening. We love you. Go ahead. That's fine. You can't you. buy my love, okay? You can definitely buy you, my you love. You can't buy my love. <laughs> now, first off, before we get started, what we've been doing this week, Ethan. Yes. We were talking about Darksiders last week. Yes, we were. Unfortunately, because none of us really care. But we had to make a quick... That statement is true. You did something you you don't usually do. Okay, you convinced me of something that I didn't think was true. Just because I I sold you something you didn't necessarily want to buy. You sold me on the Final Fantasy 16 release date. (laughs) That's what you sold me on. Okay, so last week I spoke with some passion about Darksiders for the... Was the non-existent was a lot of passion. Darksiders 4, as of yet, as of today, there is no talk of Darksiders 4 that I know of Nothing or that we could find. or officially announced or anything. Yes. But I have to assume that they're working on it or talking about it or something's in develop. Like, something's in the, the code. I don't know. I don't know how you make a game, but... Darksiders 3 ends on a it's note. It's not as a sure thing as, as we might have been led to. Be. I still think it is, but that's <laughs> just me. And when Darksiders 4 is announced, you guys will both suck my collective dicks. No, we'll say, oh, that, look, Ethan was right. Because Darksiders 3 of kind right. of sets up the the Darksiders 4 even more because it. Sure. And there's I never been there's, a sequel that's been set up that's never come to fruition. So it's like a, pretty, it's a sure thing. I'm pretty sure it even like that it makes a few. um I don't want to say loopholes from the first like Darksiders. 
I think three They've kind of con some things that doesn't necessarily make sense now yeah. with some of the decisions they make. So it's it's one of those games. I'm sure it's so because coming. don't I'm all sure the Darksiders games like happen at the same time. I think story wise, uh, I think two and three happen simultaneously, but one has definitely already happened because uh, War is like. A prisoner in three spoilers. Okay. I don't want to devote too much more time to a yeah, series yeah, yeah, that fine. none Go of ahead. us play. Move on. Move on. <laughs> I, I play. I booted up Darksiders three. I tried. Oh, we've it. all booted them up. That's all I'm talking. No, about. I'm talking no, about the new one. No, I'm talking about the new one. I just noticed that I wrote Hoseman of the Apocalypse instead of Horseman <laughs> over here. So it makes nice. sense since the Darksiders three. <laughs> nice. Protagonist was that's, a woman. That's great. Because she that do with Hoseman. I don't know. He's calling her a hoe. Yeah. If you, if you oh. ladies, if you lady listeners didn't hear that wow. sexist comment, true. How do you sleep at night? Uh, usually on my back. How dare you? Really? I can't sleep on my back. Yeah, I can sleep on my side. So, Dark Siders Four is coming. End of story. Sorry, guys. Ethan, I know you said you've been playing Apex and World of Warcraft. Uh, I mean, it's the same story every week. Drew, did you no, play right, anything else right. besides? Yeah. It's, yeah. That's what I Apex been doing. and finishing up control. No, I will. Uh, no, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> I beat. I beat control. I cool. want that sound yeah. clip. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. I did want to go over. Uh, I like I said. I, I got way too much done. I was able to finish. I started and completed Gears of War three, mm-hmm. start to finish. Yep. And then the first half of Gears of War four. Damn, you're already done with the first half. And I've also done disc one of Final Fantasy eight remastered. Look at you. I have way too much free time on my hands right now. I don't know what I'm doing. You're playing more games, obviously. I need more work. Yeah, so Drew and I finished Control. We said we were going to have our full talk about it this you week. You did finish it? Yeah, yeah I did. Well, I, I beat you, the uh, you know Critical Path. What does um, that mean? Main campaign. Oh, okay. He didn't uh, fart around too much. That's cool. Wait, I thought that he was kind of He didn't Metroidvania the, the Metroidvania. I thought, I thought that was kind of the point of this game. Yeah, it is, but he got down to the wire because he, he was letting you convince him into playing Apex too much. Yeah, uh, that is we, true. I think we played very little Apex this week, actually. Well, yeah, now we, I don't know what he was doing. We played at least a couple of rounds every day. That is not true. He's always in here watching. We it's did always not play sunny yesterday. for the 50th time. Oh, yeah, and, that's and right. And I don't think we played the day before that either. No, I think we played the day before. Because uh, I, I streamed and then we played afterwards. I can't recall. Yeah. yeah. He thinks. Um, I believe both of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I kind of wish that I had put more time into like going and exploring like the weirder areas and everything like that. Like by the time I had gotten the shield and the, uh, C's ability. Yeah. I was, I, I was like already at chapter eight, you know, so I was pretty oh, close dude. to the end of the That's game. That's why I told, told you, I was like, Ooh, you probably do want to, cause a lot of the side missions, they're not too involved, but they are almost, they may as well be main mission. Any other right. game would have been like, hey, you have to do these because there are even yeah some abilities that you unlocked yeah, that exactly. are locked behind yeah, like these side missions. Shield being shield and yeah. Seas being one of them. Like, I, even, I peeked at your achievements and I was like, you hadn't even popped the one for having like 50% of all the ability upgrades. Oh, yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. Wow. Whereas when Called I got to the final, the end of the game. You were just decked the fuck out. I like I maxed out everything. I did all. There were only Bragger. there were like two side missions. Why well, just put so much more time? I Like I had more time Ignore to play me. in. Just I like talk, to dig around in the corners of these kind of games and Just stuff, but uh, yeah, because I, I got to fart around with some of the secrets and stuff where it's they aren't even attached to missions; they're just things Did that you, you figure can out, find. I, and, I, well, I assume yeah, you figured out the 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 luck puzzle. Uh, la, 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 la. remind me what the luck puzzle is. So it's the one where you go into like the Department of Luck Research. Oh, or whatever. by the way, it is all control spoilers. Uh, yeah. 
So technically <laughs> what we said so far is not spoiler spoilerific, spoiler. but uh, solutions. If, if we talk about the solution for the luck puzzle, that would be a spoiler. Uh, we'll, we'll put a little note in the description so you'll hear this. But spoilers, bro. Uh, and then if you haven't played Control, come back later. And then, But then listen to the rest of the episode, too, because the rest is going to be good. I'll tell you where to skip. To yeah, don't, the, don't, don't listen to him. Don't but stop. The luck puzzle. Totally it's like, remind me it's of the like, luck puzzle. Uh, the Department of Control is like where you first run into Marshall. And, yes. um, you know, it's got the lucky cat there. It's got the oh, four-leaf yes. clover. That was the one I told you about, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the roulette table in the next room yeah, and everything. Yeah, I went there. I, try, I tried to figure it out for about 30 minutes, and I couldn't figure it out. And it's I wa- a weird one. Yeah. yeah. It's Department, definitely weird. Department of Luck sounds like the coolest fucking thing ever. It's yeah, really it's, cool, actually, in game. Because, like, yeah, like I said, they have the lucky cat. They have a bunch of different. You know, the, luck symbols from different it's cultures luck and, and everything. something else. There's like another of, word. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of what it is. Though. Study of luck and like, well, I guess maybe probability. probability. Well, that's yeah, what that's I was it. Thinking. Yeah, yeah it, it has to be. It. Yeah, like, so the, the whole idea because awesome. the whole idea yeah. of control is that like they're the it's the I, bureau of control, astral plane or something. Yeah, and the, yeah. the idea of luck and stuff is that there is no luck, but there's certain items that as a culture we've decided give luck sure. and they are able to manipulate the astral plane horseshoes. because of the thought we put into them as like in the public consciousness. Horseshoes? Yeah, horseshoes are like in there. The astral plane the, being a the place. The singing fish that just- you put up like on a wall uh-huh. and oh, yeah. uh, four-leaf clovers. People do put a lot of There's the elephant stock there. in those. Yeah. Yeah. And then, is there just like a rabbit then, in a like, room without no feet? No, they the didn't have that. They didn't go no. that far or anything. I feel like that would like push push the boundaries. I, I feel yeah, like they that get would like, not, you know, turning people into dust. I think one, it's funny too, though. I think there no, was a rabbit's it, foot that was like an object of power. Really? That I found in one of the, uh, cause throughout the game, there's tons of collectibles. Yeah. And you, you saw it in that, um, the area of the map. I can't think of the name of it. All the areas have such weird names and stuff, but Oh, the Panomicon or something. Oh, uh, Panopticon. They, Panopticon. Yeah. yeah. Panoptic. And they have all of these Panoptimus objects of Prime. power in like, <laughs> jail cells essentially and throughout the game you start finding uh essentially like project reports on what each of these devices does mm. like there was one of them where it was just like a refrigerator that if people weren't looking at it like things oh, would fly right. out of it uh-huh. and so like it someone has to be looking at the fridge all the time yeah. like, because God. if you do, so they have like you they come have security guards that, that are on shifts where it's like someone is always in there with their eyes held open and they do they like they work on shifts. And so one of the side missions was that like all this stuff has gone Jeez down at the building. And so everyone's like left or they've been recalled to other stations. Yeah, and so but this he's guy been can't there since leave. the yeah. event happened. And so he's just been there with his eyes open for he's like dead, 48 right? hours straight. No, he no, you oh, like 48 he, hours, okay. You yeah. run past him like through a main hallway and you see him in a room and he's just like, help! Oh, help! So this help! is one you haven't yeah. done yet, I guess. No, well, I I Because like he I asked said, you to come back and you're like, oh yeah, I'll get yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Out of there. He asked you to come back, but no, I haven't done that one yet. Okay, so I, I won't Dude, I won't talk about that one. Go back for him. Yeah, he's just like <laughs> screaming, Jesus. but she's just like I'm going to eventually. It's just okay, yeah. So like in the game, they actually they won't let you do it right away because you have to go get your brother Dylan out of like the third level of this place or whatever yeah i I was kind of like disappointed with the whole dylan aspect of it like how so i don't know i i wanted something more out of it like i was expecting like a badass boss fight with dylan or something nah i mean i guess so but if anything that would almost be too predictable like your long lost brother who was kidnapped and he's been turned evil quote unquote and the bad guy at the the end you fight him like that's like that's almost like too contrived. I like that in the end, like you do save him, you get yeah. him, you get him back, you well, remove the hits like from him, and yeah. he's in a coma. But there's so many things about this game where, man, Control Two is coming. 
For sure. It's, it's, it hasn't been confirmed, but it's definitely coming because there's so many things that have Just been like left Dark open. <laughs> and they're hinting at a, the, the future control games. It's clearly going to be a, a are, series of titles. You are reaching, sir. <laughs> this game has a but this has is what a I really established hope, universe. But I hope that you. it does have more because one thing I didn't think I liked at first was I get to the end, I clear out a lot of the side missions, I, I re-explore a bunch of areas, yeah. and there are still so many unanswered questions and so many themes, like like the whole thing with the board, where it's like every once in a while you get the contacted board. by that black pyramid thing yeah. in the astral plane, and uh-huh. the board speaking to you in like really weird coded messages and stuff that are yeah. some board? of them are really funny. The board, like uh-huh. a like a board that would run a business or like a like a chairman board or whatever. You know what I'm talking? A board, yeah, like a board game. Not like <laughs> you get it because it makes sense because they're in an office environment. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, the more I kept thinking about, it, I'm like, dude, if anything. I like that because I didn't need it to be like a 40 hour game that told the whole, I like, I liked that It was a shorter thing and it, it does. And I think this game is already done so well that there's a control two coming. Like this engine got so much hype as far as the technology standpoint, the way that people are talking about it. And they did leave enough. You got answers to certain questions, but now Jesse Faden is like, she's the director. Now she's coming to her own. In that her director's position. outfit you get at the end is actually, Oh, cool. it's so tight. Yeah. yeah. Like there's a lot they could easily, keep playing with because they did leave so much open. There's so much more going on with that whole idea of the astral plane and how it affects our waking lives and stuff is like such a deep, how it's theme. a real place, but you can only access it through your mind mm-hmm. or whatever. You know like, what else they could play with that so astral much Astral plane Legion astral chain, which is another game that just came out. That is, I didn't play it though. Cause it's on Nintendo switch. Yeah, no, I didn't either. Also cause it's bad. What? I've heard it's got it's got yeah, no, it's a fine. great review. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. You can't trust anything Ethan says on this show unless it's about World of Warcraft or Dark Souls. That is just untrue. Dark Side is for everybody. Coming soon. It is. Um, no, it's not coming soon. It's coming. How cool would it be if it, in like control two, like they just somehow threw oh, it's Alan fine when he it? fucking says it. He said, How could cool would it be? Would if these are important words Whatever. that describe ideas. What's up? Oh, I just said, how cool would it be if, yeah, if said, uh, Alan Wake... I didn't Wake, hear it, because I was arguing with you. Alan Wake, yes. If they threw Alan Wake in the second one somehow. <laughs> It'd like, be cool. I almost wish there was a fuller cameo, because, like... Because I remember such a he cool shows character. up in a couple memos. Yeah, yeah. They definitely re- reference uh, Diamond Lake and... Yeah. I think it's Diamond Lake. Uh, the event yeah. in Washington, yeah. Yeah, because I sent you all a screenshot of that when I found it. I was like, oh I my think- God, it's good. Because I was looking through All Out like all throughout quantum break uh, for similar references, right, like tying right, the right. universes together. Uh-huh. And there's some Easter eggs, but it's nothing, nothing as blatant really. as, Hey, here's all a reference Alan to the character within yeah. control. Like, yeah, it's one of the alternate quantum events. break is kind of like the, yeah, which yeah. makes sense too, because they don't own that IP. That's a Microsoft owned thing. And like oh, Microsoft really? will never do anything with it. Yeah. Huh. And okay. cause they very deeply funded that game. That was one of those games is in development for like five years. That's they why they call it the Alan wake universe, not the, the quantum break universe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you like uh, the characters like Dr. Darling and stuff? And Darling, I liked that. Uh, I, I I felt the actor that played him did him very well. Oh, I felt awesome. like awesome. Yeah. He's so good. His person, like you could, you felt like you just knew him and you could, you, you felt his uh, descent into madness mm-hmm. for sure. And just realizing well, what he has to do. To I don't stop think he went this. mad. He just, yeah, he realized the gravity of the experiments. Exactly. They Sorry. Were, they he were wasn't doing. trench. Yeah. You know, trench kind of went mad. By the end, yeah. Sure. He's like, he almost think he's gone crazy. Uh huh. 
because it, like the last scene you see him in is like he's he's just in his underwear in his lab yeah, uh-huh. and it's talking about how like I'm gonna be gone and like but like blah blah, blah and yeah I definitely don't think he was crazy at the end any more well, crazy I, than you'd be for someone who's really gotten to the heart sure. of how nuts everything like, that's happening is <laughs> exactly but like whenever you first come across him you're like there's something really weird about this guy yeah you know? he's so upbeat and just mm-hmm. yeah it. His his actor was great. I liked a lot all the different characters. Uh, I um I uh, really love Jesse by the end. Like Jesse Faden by the end of this. Oh yeah, it's great. one of my favorite characters in video games. Yeah, definitely. And I, I I love the whole way that they did her character where the whole time you're getting like inner monologue from her, like mm-hmm. a la Scrubs. I've seen those scenes. They're, yeah, and they're okay. but it bugged me that like her mouth didn't move. But then yeah, I realized it's just like inner monologue. Yeah, it's her talking to herself. To, yeah, and it, it's weird yeah. in a video game. That only would be because, odd. Yeah, like if she was standing she's there just talking, talking herself, and everyone and else was looking like, at her like she uh, can, she knows right standing right here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Speaking of are that, you, are you it's talk- weird that she's not super weird. <laughs> uh, speaking of like talking and like uh, she, she not noticing me? stuff, like it feels like whenever you're running around, like the uh, central executive is at the main hub. Yeah, the very the the first like control. Like point whenever you first get there and everything like that, you're walking by some of the NPCs and they're just like openly just like I don't know how I feel about this new director. And they're oh, just like, yeah. do they not know that I'm just like running by right now? Well, I mean, it's typical office stuff, I guess. Where it's yeah, yeah you're walking, they're just hanging out doing their job, and yeah, they don't. It's that classic, like your manager was standing behind you. Yeah, like, this shit's just oh, yeah, a Wednesday for them yeah. at this point. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, it's very true because a lot of them are just like, yeah. I, did you hear Steve didn't make it out? Steve? Oh, that's so sad. I love Steve. Yeah, we kept telling him to put on his HR. Like it's it's stuff like that where uh-huh. yeah, it's like everyone here has been working at the bureau for, for a while. Like, some of them are like for decades. Like yeah. we find out that the bureau has been around since Darling like the 60s. had been there for like 24 years or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And then even the previous director, he was like, he took over for the guy that was the director before him. Oh, what was and that? He had guy's worked name? under him since uh, he was like I forgot. 20 yeah. or something. It's almost like a men in black kind of vibe. I would say to like the structure of this organization. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And like, like people probably don't just retire, you know what I mean? Because it's like, there's Madden like black. crazy secrets going on. I was going to say, here. they probably race your fucking mind. Yeah. yeah. And yes, yeah, well, such yeah, it's of the, also those like, vibes were incredible. Yeah. It's like whenever Darling shows up again and he's just like, don't worry. The HRAs aren't a tracking and listening device. We've By been way, tracking yeah, and listening to you the whole time. Exactly. Like, yeah, this, this we're is nothing doing new. that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, one other thing I want to go back to Darling about uh, was like right at the end, the last time you go to the Oceanside Motel. Uh huh. That fucking music video that he's in. Oh, incredible, dude. I know. It, that was <laughs> another so one of those moments weird. that so Came made me think. Nowhere. You really need to watch the show Legion. Like, I think if uh, you watch Legion, that would be one of your like all-time favorites. Because there's weird stuff like that okay. in that show. And like immediately when that happened, I was like, oh my God. Especially all the, the ideas of the astral plane and stuff that they touch on with there. Well, yeah, show. I mean, let's go on keeping going on with music. The fucking ashtray maze. Yes. That, oh, my God. That sequence that was, was so just cool. so cool because so I wasn't hype. expecting that. Like, because I remember just like exploring the game. Like I came across the ashtray maze before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whenever you go into the ashtray and maze, he goes, you go to him and he's like, oh, you need this tape player. Or something. Yeah, yeah, put, yeah. Put these in your ears. Exactly. And you'll be uh, fine. And then, that's yeah. Yeah. That's like whenever you're supposed Ati, to go. I wish there was more Ati, honestly, the janitor. I really I wish need there to do his side missions. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because the end of his his like line of side missions is like perfect. It's it's really, really yeah, because in the weird as fuck, because I remember I was playing a little bit this morning and it was like, talk to the plants, you know, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. you, you literally because again, it's the Bureau of Control, the, the plants there because of this idea in mm-hmm. human history that like speaking to plants gently oh, and stuff helps right. them grow back. Yeah. Or like, oh, you talk to your plant, be mm-hmm. have positive vibes around your plant and it'll flourish. And then sure enough. They've been dying because of all the hectic shit that's been going on in the no bureau. Been so Jesse goes around and is like, like slowly starts hey, getting used to the idea. Like, doing? Actually, I yeah. really enjoyed just taking a break and talking to the plants for a few minutes. And they all start like brightening up and everything. This game's incredible. I I think I talked last week in my like quote unquote early impressions, but really I had been in the game already. But I, mm. this one <laughs> I, I've been thinking about like since I put it down. And I, I think for me, it's jumped to like a nine out of 10. Like really and the only reason it doesn't get that full 10 is performance stuff and like yeah, little bugs that I think they'll fix down the line. Like I feel so I can't bad say it's for anyone that's playing this on any of the, well, lower on the base end. consoles. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, but uh, yeah, I loved it. I really, I'm glad you've enjoyed it so much. I, I think it's worth going for the hundred percent in this one only because you'll kind of get there in most of the way naturally just doing the side missions. Yeah. And all I think, that. I mean, definitely. Um, and if you enjoyed going back to places I, I like with that your comp- new control cards and stuff to get into old, like exactly. That's what stuff. I'm going to go doing. Cause I enjoyed the combat so much of it. I'm just mm-hmm. going to be like, I'm going to vaporize you. I'm going to control your buddy. I'm going to lift this rock. I'm going to hit yeah. you. And I'm going to, because by the end, once your launch ability is maxed and you're able to like, catch rockets and whereas before you might just be able to throw like fire extinguishers now yeah. you can grab like entire file cabinets and throw them at people and just like <laughs> you these can damage items. the big guys enough to lift them and throw them at people yeah. yeah like during the final area where you're in the uh the place with all the satellite arrays and you're trying to save um, hedron hedron yeah yeah, yeah. Like I had had my launch ability maximized so already. And, Hedron and Polaris are the same thing, right? Yeah. Hedron is just the physical thing. Right. And that's what they called it. Right. The bureau. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas Polaris, like presumably spoke to Jesse and yeah. Dylan, like, cause they're in her head. Right. And that's her actual name that she gives herself is Polaris. Okay. Um, uh, and yeah. And she still, I guess has Polaris after Hedron goes down. Yeah. Cause again, I think it was just a receptacle. Like, it, right. Like she might've had some sort of link to it still, but that like Polaris is still around after Hedron's broken or it's not destroyed, destroyed really. Yeah, but, something yeah. like that. Right. but in that area, you know, those big satellites, like I could throw those. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like those huge fucking nice. things. And so it was, it was so great. Cause there's so many flying, like I had a lot of trouble fighting in that area. I did too. It was pretty hard. I don't know about I you. I died like six co- or seven times. Oh, I did too, yeah. man. I was going to say, I, I don't know how many times, but like the times I died, uh, I, it was cause I dashed, fell off the map. I did that a couple of times. Dashed that's what's so frustrating. I was like, fuck. Sometimes yeah. I'm low on health and other times it's like, I feel like I'm in a groove and then I dart away the wrong way and the fly off. The groove one is just the worst where you're just like, uh, Yeah. Just this is the time. This is the time. And then, yeah, fly off the edge. You're like, well, levitate only slows down my descent. I'm still dead. Never jump off the edge, guys. Never jump off the edge. It's hard not to. Uh, But yeah, control definitely, I'd say like an eight out of five. Travis says a nine out of 10. Uh, We highly recommend it. Pick it up. Absolutely. Ethan will play it someday. Did you say eight out of five? Eight out of 10. I said 8.5 out of 10. Oh. Oh. There you go. That's pretty good. That makes more sense. How about some news? I had these in a different order before. I don't know. What the fuck is I'm that? trying to find. I'm trying to find something to do whenever you say the news. But up, but, but news. No. no, that's terrible. Yeah, I'm newsing it. No. <laughs> oh wow, that was kind of like the McDad. I, I, I didn't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> so our first piece of news: 
Control's debug menu has been discovered, and it's been revealed that there's a possible DLC that might be focusing on a specific side character. Now, this is all unconfirmed, of course, because these are just people. This is just a dude who put up a thing on their YouTube video that he's been digging around in the game files on the PC version, as the super nerds like to do. Yeah. Data mine. We yeah, like there our you data go. That's minings. the word I was looking for. And we love data miners among all these files. It's going through the file names of these different main story missions. And one of them is aptly titled ST zero one underscore MM underscore zero four underscore Marshall underscore start underscore plus <laughs> underscore PS four underscore SM one five underscore DLC. Now the DLC tag hints a bit at it being a DLC level of some sort that might be coming out eventually. And of but course, you Marshall, assume that's going to come with bug fixes and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And I mean, they, they put out a community update like pretty soon after control launched. We're like, here's what we're doing. Here's what we're not doing. Cause a lot of people were asking if, if control was ever going to get HDR support. And oh, they it's said not. They yeah. kind of thought about it, but because of their lighting engine and all the improvements they made, that it was looking like it would be hard to do. And I was thinking now they, about they were that. Like, yeah. Our main priority is optimization for every platform. And adding in the photo mode and a new game plus mode, and that like HDR is not something they're going to be adding. I in a patch. love a new game plus yeah. mode. Going back through the very start with all Ooh. your abilities and shit, that'd be dope as hell. Yeah. Uh, but Marshall in the file name relates to uh, a side character. Well, maybe a main character. Uh, I believe she was the head of the security department. The Marshall, the badass black woman. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, she just like straight up disappears. At one point in the game, I think it's after mission well, yeah, five she or had six. Security, so I mean, it'd be nice to have been tied up some of those ends uh -huh. and stuff. But you assume she's out there; they're all around. Her. They still have to take out the rest of yeah, the hiss because exactly. the hiss don't just disappear at the end of the mm -hmm. game. Uh, so probably going to get a DLC for this, which makes sense. Uh, well, I mean, it's perfect. They can open up another part of the office that's never been, you know. Yeah, I mean, it'd be easy enough to add another level and. This is one of those games, too. I wouldn't even mind if it was just boss rush stuff or like a horde mode with against hiss or like survival. I, exactly. I would play the hell out of that. Like for the sure, combat's because, just yeah. so fun. Uh -huh. Well, that, that hopefully, uh, I mean, as long as that comes with, you know, uh, the bug fixes and everything. Because, again, a big thing with control is like uh, the optimization of it. Uh, like I remember sometimes if I like shot like a grill at someone, it would hit like four four or five enemies and mm -hmm. like the explosion just frame rate would just go boom, you know, like just. Tank. Yeah. It, well, I don't know, because sometimes it wasn't just an explosion that would trigger it. Like the stuff with the frame rate. It the drops didn't come in the places you would always expect it to. You're right. Uh -huh. So, but I guess the, the thing for me, the most prevalent was during, in those moments of the heated combat that yeah. is fucking unnerving. Don't do that. What are you doing over there? He's fucking playing footsie with me. All I'm doing uh, is I'm having, well, I'm just, having a conversation with you. And just, you just I get this warm hobbit foot on top on of me. Foot, so he pulled it away and then I pulled mine away, but I saw him put his back. So I took my foot off and then I put it on top of this. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. I cut you off there too. So. You were talking about control. It's fine. We're no, not talking about okay. control. Yeah, that was done. it. Possible <laughs> DLC coming. Look out for that. Uh, next up, Celeste developers have opened a new studio Woo! named Extremely OK Games, and they announced the final free update to Celeste. It's a good name. Apparently, <laughs> this new update. Sorry, you're gonna go ahead and read the story. 
Am I? I didn't mean. I didn't mean. Meet our new game studio, extremely okay games or EXOK for short, is the new home for our. But it looks cool in a logo. Does it? Is the new home for our creative projects. The success of Celeste has allowed us to step set up a lot of things that will make our work faster, better, easier, and more fun. Most importantly, we were able to import our team. Uh, So everybody from the old team or old studio is joining them. They used to work remotely. Now they get to work in a nice, cozy little space on the third floor of a small building in Vancouver. It does look good on the logo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it feels almost like a con look on. I like it a lot. Uh, it's yeah. great, though. Yeah. Shout outs to who did, who did that? I would buy that. Scroll down a little bit. On a t-shirt. Big time. Corey Schmitz. Oh, uh, yeah. Shout, Shout out, out to Corey. Great design there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this also means that they're retiring Matt Makes Games, which was the basically a two-man studio that they were releasing their previous games under. The post on their website just talks a little bit about what that means for how they'll be releasing things, if what logos are going to be on things, small things that like when you change companies, mm-hmm. people have these questions. But uh, other than that, we're also getting well, I think it's out already, actually. It, uh, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. So uh, Celeste got another free update, which is titled Chapter Nine. Yeah, Farewell. it will release on September 9th. Yeah. Oh, so today. Yeah. As of recording. So by the time you hear this, you get more free content in Celeste if you've played it. If you haven't played it. What are you doing? It's on Xbox Game Pass. Like, it's super cheap to buy. It's to really my fucking left good. over here who could totally get it and play Ethan it for doesn't free. play games. I don't know why we have him on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. What is he even doing here? I play Please leave my apartment. I play a ton of games. Both of you get out of my podcast. <laughs> uh, so, no, but apparently, yeah, this new uh, Chapter 9 DLC apparently adds like uh, like 100 new levels to Celeste or something does. like that. It does. Saying goodbye is never easy. Finding the right way to send off the characters and the world of Celeste was especially difficult for us, but we're excited about what happened, what this chapter became. God damn. The White Claw, no law, man. <laughs> Here's some details. Chapter 9 is coming out on September 9th for free on all platforms. It contains 100 plus new levels, bringing the game's total to over 800. It's fucking nuts. Over 40 minutes of new music from Lena Rain, which is awesome because the know. soundtrack's real she fucking good. She fucking killed it. Did she win a Game Awards last I year I think for that? she did. They, yeah. They were nominated for a bunch of sound design and uh-huh. music and stuff, and I think they did actually win Good one for, her. for uh, soundtrack. Good for them. There's several brand new mechanics and items to discover and play with. Reconnect with beloved characters for a final goodbye. This chapter doesn't have a B or C side, and to unlock it, you simply complete chapter eight. Uh, and then they reiterated that they will be releasing Celeste physically through limited run games. That's cool. Uh, so Definitely now that that's that. out, now that chapter nine is out and it's all done, they're going into production on that. So oh, you can I kind of want a physical copy, copy physical of that. Release, physical releases are always cool. I don't technically own it for PS4, so I would, I'd buy it there because I have it on Xbox, I have it on Switch, but I would buy, buy it for me. And yeah, I think I might get buy a PlayStation it for me 4 copy. And That's a lie. Finish and I'll, and I'll play it. No. And I still need to finish Yakuza. Well, now that I played Control, I think I'm going to play my next, that's where I'm going to put my next big time in. Yakuza? Yakuza. Yeah. There's another big game coming out soon, though, I thought. Borderlands oh, is coming out soon. No, I don't care about Borderlands. That's what we'll I'm talk not. a little bit about Borderlands, but yeah. I don't really care about Borderlands. Yeah. What am I thinking? Oh, Wink's Awakening. That's the only really big one until. Oh, uh, I'm actually really looking October, forward to that. Or I think, or till October. Stoked about Played that. It, beat it. Good. Next up, speaking of Borderlands, Borderlands Three will be getting preloading support on Epic Game Store after all. So, this was announced a little while ago that the roadmap for features for border or for Epic game store has been kind of loose. They actually just recently got rid of their entire roadmap because they'd missed all of the deadlines that they gave themselves. Oh, really? and now that it's like, we're just not going <laughs> to f- promise anything anymore. This refers to like cloud saves, which only a couple games have, but then mm. one or two of them got revoked and blah, blah, blah. There had been some news that 
preloading would not be available by the time Borderlands 3 came out, which kind of sucks because it's a big popular game. If you can download it earlier, it's that better than having to wait with everyone else. From, yeah, yeah, everyone click and go at the same time and downloading it. Now it turns out that they will have preload support for some games, and uh, Borderlands 3 is going to be the first one. So there you go. You'll be able to cool. download the game 48 hours before its official launch on September 13th. Or when you hear this podcast, you can just download it anyway because it's out. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, that's good. More features is good. I don't know. I mean, well, it's gonna take it's gonna take the Epic Store time to get all those features out and everything. You know, yeah. I, I mean, what it hasn't even really been out for a year. No, not yet. Yeah, and it is. I mean, it's it's just nice too that like yeah, this was this was really the big game that a lot of people were like if it's not ready for that, then what's going on over there? Because right. they're they're clear again. They got money hand over fist. They have a huge team of software developers. And at this point, because I we talked a few weeks ago where it's like I was just like, give them time, give them time, give them time. There's still like a lot of small things they could be fixing. And it looks like there's nothing major going on just to us. Like on our side, like what we see, mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot happening with that storefront as far as feature improvements. Like they still don't have a shopping cart. Like you have to buy, if you want to buy more than one thing, you have to check out for each thing individually, which then fucks up with some people's like credit card companies because they just see like four purchases from this website uh, okay. that might be fraudulent. Yeah, like, We're going to put a hold on your credit card. And you're like, sir, did you buy this? Did you buy this? Did you buy this? And yeah. Like, so more features is good. I hope they speed it up a little bit. Yeah. And that's good news for the borderlands people. Yep. Next up cyberpunk 2077 is getting a post launch multiplayer game mode. CD Projekt Red has announced on Twitter in June 2018 during an interview with Eurogamer, CDPR Quest designer Patrick Mills said, we have a multiplayer in R&D, but the game we're shipping to you, the game you're going to buy is the single player experience. That's really what we're down. Wait, that's sorry. I've got you guys in my uh, Uh, peripheral vision over here clicking through tabs. This one's all in the dock. This is not a source news story. See, Ethan was giving me shit. He was just like, go to the page. Go to the page. And I'm like, eh. This is our official first uh, breaking news story written in-house, I guess you could say. I don't know what you want to call it. Breaking anyway, news. Oh, you even, breaking you news even just a few days ago. Just you even mentioned that in the yep, Slack now. I feel like an asshole. That's really what we're, tra- we're concentrating on now, the single-player RPG experience. That's what we want to nail down before we start looking at any of these other things, end quote. Uh, CDPR later announced in October 2018 that they would be embarking on a long-term development partnership with Vancouver-based studio Digital Scapes, which has worked on projects such as Prototype, Prototype, Dying Light, and Warhammer 40,000. It appears that development has gone well, as the aforementioned tweet confirms the multiplayer mode will now be a reality. Quote, until now, the only thing we said about multiplayer was that it was an R&D. As we're getting closer to launch for the single player, Cyberpunk 2077, in April of 2020, We'd like to confirm that multiplayer is in the works. The plan for now is to deliver Cyberpunk 2077 in April, then follow up with the the free DLCs and single-player content, and once we're done, invite you for some multiplayer action. So this is kind of a surprise. Uh, Full-blown in-house developed multiplayer mode. Well, in-house insofar as the Digital Scapes is collaborating, but... What do you think the multiplayer is going to be? I don't know. I mean, part of me hopes it's almost like a GTA Online-style thing where you just you're thrown into the same world and now it's instanced and there's maybe another 11 to what? 23 people in there for 24 or 12 players total. And it's all in there doing multiplayer style missions. I could see certain, literally anything you do in GT online minus some of the wackier stuff like mm -hmm. heists would be interesting. 
Uh, That's this true. Might be, I mean, you could get away with it in this kind of universe that they're building. Yeah. It, uh, Go to a sex robot club. Sex bots. <laughs> yeah. I run my own club. Trucks top one of your missions could, like, could just be like one of our one of our convoy trucks full of rubber v- robot vaginas got hijacked. We need you to get it back. Vaginas. <laughs> yeah, and uh, something I read as far as you know, you got so many people analyzing every single trailer and blah blah blah. And it did come out that one of the things that weren't going to be in the final build was like your apartment and that whole apartment complex that you see in like one of the beginning or one of the first trailers. Yeah, it was like the very first like big reveal. Yeah, because like you have your did. own space that you're supposed to be able to customize and yeah. all that stuff. Apparently that's not in it anymore. I could see something like that making it into the multiplayer because then it makes sense to have a, like your own pub, like personal space hmm. to like separate from everyone else. Like maybe that apartment complex becomes like the hub and yeah. everybody has their own spot or whatever. Uh, but yeah, as far as what it entails, I have no idea. Um, the only thing that CDPR has ever done that was multiplayer is Gwent. So, see, I was thinking more uh, like it could be like a story based thing, like where you could do the story missions together or something like that. Like just co op style. Yeah, could be because from what we've seen, a lot of times the mission does seem to be like you've got a buddy with you. Yeah, and from what I've read about like Keanu Reeves' character's involvement is that he's like for most of the game, like he's your go to guy. Well, like he's there for no. a lot of the story. Uh, from I remember watching the last gameplay demo that they did mm-hmm. was that they were saying that Johnny Silverhand, Keanu Reeves' character, isn't actual stupid name. That is a great name for this for the stupid universe that they're building. Name. Fuck off! That's His awesome. Hand is silver. You fuck <laughs> off. That's a stupid ass name. But is that he's only he's in your head. He's not a real person. Holy shit! Oh, so I guess no one's gonna be playing him. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So I have, I have no idea what this means. It's cool. I like that they brought on someone who knows what they're doing. And I think it's good news that they're they're not trying to shoehorn it in for launch. Because this is a big game to just decide, oh, actually, it's going to have multiplayer too. So Yeah, for sure. It's, it's good that they're putting a little more extra time in it. Hopefully, you know, don't crunch your employees or anything. But, uh, yeah, I hope, hope it's going to be awesome when it comes out. Yep. I do too. And Ethan, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to talk about Assassin's Creed for a moment. Do I have your permission? Can I get this uh I mean, cleared with the board? I think the people have heard you talk about Assassin's Creed enough. Maybe not y- but, enough yet because uh Assassin's Creed but, Odyssey is getting a Discovery Tour add-on, which I'm oh, very okay, excited for. Oh, well that's for. cool. I did that for Origins and I enjoyed that piece so. of shit. Uh <laughs> I actually 100%ed that. It's I coming think. out tomorrow. That's cool actually. And we'll be free to download so it'll be on your console tomorrow or by the time you hear this podcast if you own the game. Did you ever look into that for Origins yeah. when it came out? I didn't do all the plat or all the trophies for it, but I, I did I played it was, around with it a bit. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very neat. Yeah. Uh similar to Assassin's Creed Origins, the new mode lets you explore ancient Greece without being interrupted by combat or quests. Ubisoft says it's purely educational and the mode is a virtual museum without threats, but instead with guided tours and historical sites to discover. The mode is also available as a standalone $19.99 purchase on both Steam and Uplay. However, it is only available on console editions if you own the base game. So the way the discovery mode may, like works is it's a mode in the game that you launch and you're kind of like it says put in a virtual museum. It loads you into an area. You can go from city to city. You can pick which character you like from the various in the game that you want to be like your tour guide. And then it just walks you around like you go. It gives you little you objective have, markers. Like, little missions. But when you walk over them, they just kind of it just tells you about these things. the tour. Yeah. Uh, and the one for origins, it had a lot of stuff where it was like you pick up like an artifact. You go to an area and it would show you like here's the, the like real life 
objects that we or, used as yeah. reference for this or here's like it's literally like taking a virtual history it's class really cool and it's super entertaining yeah mm-hmm. and it, i'm i definitely will dive into this one because i've told you guys before i mean ancient egypt is one of my favorite like time periods and locales and stuff anyway so that gripped me a lot with origins but then greek mythology is super fucking interesting to me and this is going to cover plenty of that and i'm hoping too that because of the way that the dlc worked in this one that maybe this virtual museum actually lets you do the uh stuff in like pandora and i'm sorry elysium and just like the other dlc things so everyone's looking at me with a blank face because uh, the stuff a, from the, the atlantis ones it's not a real place but there's still stories where like these things came from Maybe. And a lot of the assets and stuff are still things where it's like, oh, well, how did we know what we thought Elysium would look like? Well, here's the stories we have. Here's the here's the monuments that people had bought, like built. I would be interested to take that tour. It would be a fun tour. <laughs> Let me see Assassin's Creed. We probably won't talk about Assassin's Creed for a while. I really don't feel like we talked about it a whole liar. lot. I think Ethan just, <laughs> this is one of his Ethan things. He's just being sensitive. Now. Assassin's Creed? What? We got a lot of new game announcements. Nintendo had a sh- uh, direct mm-hmm. this past week. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff got dropped. Uh, we're just going to go down the list quickly. But if anything comes to mind about any particular game, feel free to jump in, boys. First off on the list, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast. Dope. is coming to PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch on September 24th. This one. This one. <laughs> to talk about this one. <laughs> this is the good one. Yeah, I'm excited about this. This is no, one of those ones where uh, the next one is the really exciting. I never one. played Jedi Academy, so that one I'm I'm excited for because I don't know what it, which one it is necessarily. It's 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 the, the one after to Jedi Outcast. Yeah, this one uh, Kyle Katarn's like a full out. Was out Outcast was the one that was on. Uh, it was on mainly Xbox, on PC. PC. Yeah. Oh, never mind. What am I thinking? Of? The first Xbox, anyway. But uh, Jedi yeah, Academy is dope, and the multiplayer is fucking so much fun. Cool. Yeah, so spoilers for the news. But yeah, Star Wars Jedi, Jedi Academy is also coming to PS4 and Switch, but not till next year. It'll yeah, be early year. 2020, and this one actually includes full multiplayer support. So yes. Jedi Outcast also had multiplayer, but that part is not coming. It's just going to be the single-player campaign, but Academy That's is fun. getting multiplayer support. I think support I might retained. actually get it on the Switch, because playing like mobile multiplayer matches would be a lot of fun. Like it's I'm only going to be trips. fun if it's crossplay because I'm going to be getting it on PS4 for sure. I hope it's crossplay. That'd be really cool. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I'll probably get it on PS4 then. Crystal yeah. Chronicles is right. I can't wait. I played the shit out of Jedi I mean, if Academy. You're, yeah, if you're going to get it on PS4, yeah, I'd love oh, to play yeah. multiplayer. I can't wait to jump yeah, into that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, both those games are really cool. If you haven't seen those before, check them out. This is like one of the last, I, I would say before, like Knights of the Old Republic, which also those two games are really good. This is like the last set of like good, like really good Star Wars games. Uh, next up, we got Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition is coming to Switch sometime in 2020 and appears to be a remake of the Wii game in Xenoblade Chronicle 2's engine. So this is not just a straight up port of the Wii code like we there's this is a completely from ground up. Yeah, they put out a full trailer. There are already tons of image comparisons and stuff out there that are showing like the models are higher quality where the grass used to look like muddy little drawn textures. They're like it, they're modeled now like it. Mm-hmm. Huge increase in graphical fidelity and Chronicles is still considered the best in that whole series. So that's really awesome. Yeah, this is Chronicles 2. I did not enjoy. I'm betting that one's going to be probably like 50 bucks when it comes out. I hope it's not a full 60, but it's Nintendo. So who the fuck would 
I don't know. I was going to say something, but yeah, Nintendo would know. Yeah, they know. They already know. They know they're charging 60 for that thing. (laughs) Overwatch launches on Switch on October 15th. Finally, not not surprising. It's not on Switch. They actually said like a year or two ago that that they they weren't going to do it. They weren't going to do it, and there were no plans. That lion sack of shit. What's that guy's name? Jeff Kaplan. Jeff Kaplan. (laughs) Jeff. You sack of shit, money bags, Kaplan. You played us like a goddamn fiddle. Coming out for only thirty nine ninety nine though, so not that's bad. not surprising. Yeah, that's not bad mm. at all. Divinity Original Sin Two Definitive Edition is out now on Nintendo Switch and includes cross save support with Steam. That I'm really surprised about. That's super fucking cool, yeah. and that is a that is a great way to get people buying that. Uh, it's such a huge game that you could presumably still be on your first playthrough on PC from when this came out. Really. And still look and be like, oh, shit, if I could play this on the ride to work now, if I could like squeeze another 20 <laughs> hours portable, another 50. Like this is a long fucking RPG and it's I, so fun. I, I this, thought about playing it. Like this game's it incredible. Came out. Yeah. And with it, yeah. With it, it, just seemed to Switch, like, it just seemed like uh, way more super in-depth RPG than I'm used to. But it's as I, in-depth as you want it to be because you could breeze through it. And like it's one of those games where you can fuck yourself on character builds if you don't know what you're. Like if you're not paying attention and stuff. Yeah. But from what I recall, outside of the two hardest difficulties, at any time you can change difficulty up or down. Right. So if you needed to put it on like easy or something, you could. You can. Yeah. And a lot of people play it on the easy modes anyway, because this is one as well that has like four player co-op. Yeah. And some of it is like kind of designed where it's like unless you're like doing really well with your character build and are able to juggle all these characters. Yeah. It's easier to have like two other friends that are really good with the thief or really good with the mage so that you don't have to learn like four distinct character builds and how to play them all at the same time. Yeah. Uh, cause this is one that, um, is very like dungeon and dragon styled as far as the stats and the, yeah. how your character stories are. Yeah. Built that was that the stuff. thing that was kind of pulling me away from it, but yeah, but yeah, that's badass, And I think that's one of the first games that has cross save, support with steam like that. So that's, yeah, that's pretty impressive. And that's something they had to have done on the back end. Like they couldn't have like, Steam's not helping not? with that. Well, I mean, that's not, that's a full blown, that's cross platform cross save for everyone. Okay. Okay. Like this is, this was not an announcement that like PS4 and Xbox one, which also have divinity two oh, on there right, okay. are also getting cross save. So they went out of their way to make sure this was ready for the switch, the switch version at yeah. launch. Uh, next up, Doom 64, which we talked about not long ago, has officially been revealed and announced for release on Switch on November 22nd. And uh, currently, as of today, I looked earlier and I didn't see anything. Switch is the only platform it's been announced for. So the ratings board in Australia and Peggy, which is the European ratings board, have both rated this game for PC and PS4 as well. But we did not get a platform announcement for that. So as of now, it only is coming to Switch. I doubt it's going to stay like that forever. Uh, it is possible that we maybe end up getting a port. I looked into this a little. So a sequel to doom 64 was supposed to release on, I believe it was either PlayStation or PS2 and the original Xbox that got canned. It never saw the light of day, but it, so, but it was like doom outlast or, or, I'm probably butchering that name, but it had it had like a trademark and everything. And supposedly it was going to have all of Doom 64 and then a sequel campaign, but that never came out. So it could be that like Doom 64 hasn't officially been announced just because the 64 part implies Nintendo. 
I don't know if any of the big like Nintendo like any are there any games out there that had like a game that came out as such and such 64 and then made it to other platforms with that name that y'all can think of because a lot of them were just first party titles anyway but um, yeah Mario never got 64. A, never got Superman 64 on a PS2 no nope. like a remaster <laughs> of that remember. beauty uh did Conker's bad fur oh that was it didn't have 64 it's, it's, in the name, name. yeah you're right and then none of the banjo games because those are all rare but those are on xbox now anyway yeah i don't know so don't who knows so. i hope it comes to ps4 because i'm not buying a fucking switch yeah i'm not doing it not Sorry. doing it bethesda <laughs> next assassin's creed 4 black flag and fucking assassin's creed God Rogue. Damn, what did you just say we were gonna coming talk about to switch in the rebel collection just just on kidding. december <laughs> 6th so probably going to be a similar fidelity port to assassin's creed 3 and liberation which came to switch as well not long ago I'm kind of surprised these are running on there. Those are the big open world ones. Deception. I don't, well, I wonder how the frame rates are because I remember when Assassin's Creed got three didn't run great from what yeah. we saw. That's what I'm saying. Like the fidelity, and it was already like lower res than like yeah, it the, looked like horseshit. Like PS3 version, yeah. I think. But now they have the remaster, and it's fine. Well, these don't have the remaster. Oh, I know. Tag. I'm just saying three specifically. That's the thing is because yeah, when uh when three's remaster came out on 360 and PS4s or on Xbox One and PS4, mm-hmm. it says Assassin's Creed three remastered, Liberation HD yeah, yeah, remastered, yeah. and on Switch it just says Assassin's Creed three. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, next up, this one was kind of cool. I'm pretty excited about this, and we got a little addendum that got added on at the end that uh. In case y'all read this earlier in the week, what do they call that? Reading ahead mm. in class. Who am I kidding? We don't have anybody <laughs> reading ahead over here. Dragon Dragon Quest One Quest Dragon Quest One Two and Three are coming to the Nintendo eShop for the Switch in Japan on September 27th, alongside the release of Dragon Quest Eleven S Echoes of the Elusive Age Definitive Edition. That's a name. That's a name for a game right there. These releases appear to be ports of the mobile editions, which were ports of the Super Nintendo versions. Uh, they're missing some content and don't have enemy animations, but uh, they did announce that this release was going to include the English localization in the Japanese eShop versions, which hints that this may be making it to the West sooner rather than later. So that's cool. Those early Dragon Quest games are up there with like the Super Nintendo Final Fantasy titles as far as like being pretty damn good RPGs. Yeah, I remember, well, I played uh, Dragon Quest 1 and 2 originally on uh, Game Boy because there was... Yeah. Yeah, the... Uh, 1 and 2 Game got Game Boy released. Advanced or Game Boy? Game Boy. Okay, because I, I did read some people saying that it was almost better to play the Game Boy versions than these ports. Or maybe it was Game Boy Color or something like that. I don't remember exactly, but it yeah. definitely wasn't advanced yet. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But God damn it, I want... The special edition on PlayStation 4. Oh, no. God damn it, Just Nintendo. Just make it DLC. That's all I want. Just I, make it DLC. It makes no sense. That the, oh. I want to play the sweet retro graphics version. Same here. Hop back and forth. <sighs> Ethan. Nintendo. I know you don't play games. I'm sorry. This is so boring. Why are you saying that? <laughs> you I, keep literally played, like, I literally played games all day today. I've never heard of Dragon Quest before. I have two. I just not one of my games. Nintendo Online is getting a bunch of Super Nintendo games to go on alongside your NES library. Guy that did and Dragon Ball. a new $30 SNES controller for Switch is coming too. Neat. Drew, did you play any of these yet? Yeah, I'm thinking I'm on like halfway through World 3 of Super Mario World. Nice. Ooh, Kirby's Dreamland. Um... Yeah, yeah um, we got a full list actually. Hold on, let me let me go through the full list and then I'll I'll come back to that yeah, question. Fox. So, 
the games that have been announced already, these are online. If you subscribe to Nintendo Switch online, that service that's like 30 bucks a year or something like that. 20 bucks a year. Jeez, 20 bucks a year. Where's your Switch, Drew? Brawl Brothers, Breath of Fire, Demon's Crest, F-Zero, Joe and Mac 2, Lost in the Tropics, (laughs) Kirby's Dream Course, Kirby's Dream Land 3, Pilot Wings, fuck yeah, Star Fox, Stunt Race FX, Super EDF, Earth Defense Force, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Mario Kart, Super Super Mario World, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, Super Metroid, Super Puyo Puyo 2, Super Soccer, Super Tennis, and The Legend of Zelda, a link to the past. Those are all on Nintendo Switch Online today at no extra cost, but it comes with a caveat. Yeah, what's, what's this? The, yeah, this next fucking story. One? I haven't heard New about this. NES and SNES the, online games will no longer be released monthly. What the fuck is this horse shit? What is that? I don't know. I don't get it. This is from Vooks.net by Oliver Brandt. Which is dumb. I don't get it. During yesterday's Nintendo Direct, Super Nintendo games were finally revealed to be coming to the Nintendo Switch as part of the Nintendo Switch online service. NES games have previously been released every month on the service, but it looks like that's about to change. A post on Nintendo's website in Japan has revealed that both NES and SNES games will no longer be releasing monthly, instead releasing irregularly from here on out. New games are said to be coming to both services in the future, however... We contacted Nintendo to see if this would affect us here, and they confirmed it was saying that more games, quote, will be added after launch, but those releases will not adhere to a regular schedule. The gradual release of NES games over the Nintendo Switch online service has been somewhat of a sticking point for fans, with some frustrated at the drip-fed nature of the releases, and some annoyed that certain regions have received less or different games in some months. It remains to be seen how often games will be added to the service in the future, and if there's likely to be any major differences between regions. Are these the first SNES games? Is from yeah, what these I'm, are the first yes. SNES oh, okay. games to be released. From what I'm gathering. Um, That's cool. It's only been original Nintendo software. I did not. Point. I had not realized that. Um, I mean, those are some big boys, those games. They are. I mean, it's a. this is likely going to keep ha- people happy for quite some time. Yeah, for a few months, for sure. the next There's some big heavy hitters. Maybe? Hopefully, yeah. But the thing is, is the next rollout will not be another... 20 some odd games sure. it's gonna be one to two games a, like at that time about to say a month not a month are they still <laughs> gonna be free we assume well no, they're part they of are if you have the online, online membership then just cry about it like what I don't we are crying about I don't it understand. this seems fine to me where's my chrono trigger okay where's yeah, my final yeah, fantasy yeah. 4 mm. there's some big games that'd be nice yeah they're gonna come out a lot slower now no donkey kong this entire fucking list no donkey kong Come on. Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong Country. 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 Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. And plus, Nintendo has the worst uh, track listing with this. This is the same problem with the eShop on, like, the Wii, the Wii U, and uh, 3DS. They just release stuff whenever the fuck they feel like it, even though they're just repackaged ROMs. Like, they're all sitting there on servers. Give us the games. (laughs) Let's pay for the games. I'll pay for the games. That's why I hate Nintendo so much. They won't let me buy their games. <laughs> That's all I want. That's all I want to, to do games. is give you money. And you tell me, no, sir. I don't want that money. You I say, well, are, suck it. I'd rather have the integrity. 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 But, boys, that was our last piece of news. That's the news. Now, our main topic for today. We haven't had one in a long time. Well, it's been like two or three weeks. Yeah. Kind of had one. Didn't we? Kind of. Yeah. I think it's been like two weeks. 
Dreamcast today in the U.S. That's the Halo sound. That was on Xbox. It wasn't. It sounded like the Halo sound to me. Because yeah, it's like a Dun-dun-dun-dun. choir. What do you mean? Of course it sounds like a Move it along. On September 9th, 1999, the Sega Dreamcast released in the United States of America. 20 years ago. Happy birthday. 20 years ago today. Yep. As I wrote here, easiest fucking release day ever to remember. They made such a big deal about that in the marketing campaigns. I saw some like old commercials for it today. They were hyping the hell out of the Dreamcast. Quad nines. That's because everybody thought the world was going to end the next year. (laughs) Oh, my God. No, I thought by that point we had already decided that it was going to be 2001. What was the release date? That was going to be the real fuck. I don't remember. This makes me wonder when the release date of Wing Wing Commander was compared to when Dreamcast came out. We can get to that eventually. We'll We'll come around to that. If Ethan did his job... Which He's got I, that written down which somewhere. Which I didn't because Wikipedia does my job. You know what? For you don't me. get to eat that peanut butter jelly sandwich till you write up all the stuff for the movie. It's on Wikipedia. Notable releases of the time. <laughs> it's all on the sidebar. <laughs> Shinmu, Fantasy Star Online, Resident Evil Code Veronica, Jet Set Radio. Oh, was Code Veronica originally a Dreamcast uh-huh. title? Yes. Yeah. Crazy there was a lot Taxi of them that were actually. And Power Crazy Stone. Dude, those last Power three. Stone. And Fantasy Star Online. I played those. Those are all. Great games, Absolutely. along with some other stuff, but they weren't released titles, obviously. Yeah, I was actually I was looking at the launch lineup for the Dreamcast. Surprisingly oh. solid. Oh, was yeah. It? Crazy Taxi was one of them. Yeah. Uh, Sonic Adventure. They had good, Sonic Adventure they was had one. good stuff for release because they wanted to make sure it was bought with a game that you were going to play. Oh, yeah. They did their best to blow it out. Yeah, like Sonic they Adventure. Knew, they knew PS2 was coming around the corner. I bought the, wasn't bu- Dreamcast I think I bought the, the first- bundle for that one. Like my mom did. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Dreamcast the first home console to let you play online? It was. Dreamcast was the first console to release with a modem. Yeah, it had a little mm-hmm. allowing internet connectivity out of the box. It had a dial-up dial I remember. And eventually, later on in the life, you could pop that sucker out, plug in a broadband one. Nice. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. They only did that because they knew that the PS2 was coming with a la- uh, broadband, broadband connection. So, yeah. yeah. Funny thing, the reason I got a Dreamcast is because I. Was, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not underprivileged or whatever, but the PS2 at release was a little expensive. It was twice the price. The, yes. By the time PlayStation was it 2 really? came out, it launched at $299. This. And Dreamcast had already dropped down to $149. This was a cheap alternative. Because Sega cut it because they knew how great expensive games. it was. I was never, did I question. That was their big plan. Not they were like, having. PS2's coming, but we've. We've got some word about that it's hard to develop for, mm-hmm. and the software's not coming along great. We've already got a great launch lineup of titles. Oh, did I say Soul Calibur in that list? No, oh, but was yeah. Soul Calibur Soul was Calibur a launch the original was there, one, yeah. Was it Soul Calibur or Soul Edge? Soul Calibur. No, Soul okay. Calibur. Soul Edge was Soul Edge for was before. Genesis. It was on Saturn. Sa- oh, Saturn. Yeah, okay. Sega Saturn, and yeah. I think it also might have gotten ported to PlayStation 1. Uh, but... but uh, yeah, yeah, that was their big thing because they were like, we have a ton of... There's a, inter- well, also, a famous quote from the president yeah. of uh, Sega America at the time. Where there was like, the Dreamcast exists now. Everyone was like, are you guys worried about the PS2? Are you worried about the Dreamcast or the PS2? Like, the Dreamcast is out. We don't deal in We have great games on shelves today. <laughs> like, you can go get it right now. That's a great play sell. It. Like, it really and is. Yeah, when they, because they, it was all, it was 200 bucks and then they did the price drop mm-hmm. uh, just before they announced how much the PS2 yeah. was going to cost. 
so I probably got mine for 200 with like a game or something that came with it. Or I, I yeah. don't remember, but I got a PS2 when the price dropped later and yada, yada, yada. I loved my dream. Some I other great games loved my dream that came out for, uh, I, I believe, were uh, Dreamcast exclusives or Jet Set Radio Future. Jet Set Radio Future was an Xbox game. Oh, yeah, that was or a, was it that just was Jet Set Radio? Yeah, that, that was, was a sequel. sequel. No, oh, Jet Set Radio. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, that's yeah. Jet Set Radio. Yeah, that's on here, and though. I believe, wasn't oh. Marvel vs. Capcom 2, wasn't that a yep. Dreamcast game as well? Uh, it came out on PS2 as well, okay. but it, the Dreamcast version was way better. A great yes. RPG. It was clearly like a uh, poor port on the PS2. A great mm. RPG for the Dreamcast, Evolution. Do you remember yes. that? It had that weird. I played the shit claw out of Evolution. Yeah, backpack. Thing. I love that game. I replayed that like that five years ago awesome. when I, I bought yeah. a, a hand-me-down uh, Dreamcast mm -hmm. and and replayed Evolution. I think I remember you, we talked about it. Yeah, 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 I loved that game. That was a cool game. Never got around to the sequel, but the first one was really cool. I just remember. I just just thinking back to Mega Man sixty four because they looked like the models. Kind oh of yeah, the, similar. I would not be shocked if they had similar of like the character design yeah, yeah, was the yeah. same because the artwork's that similar. Yeah, man. Dream. I had a, there was a Gundam game that I it was like an old uh, mobile suit Gundam style, yeah. like the no no color flashy blue and red and shit. Like um, uh, it was like the gray Gundams and it was very military and you were in the cockpit view. It was full screen cockpit. Really, view. it was so cool. Wow, for and it had, Dreamcast and game? it had the beam saber, like the 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 pink. What? Yeah, you, you first told me person all about that beam saber gun game. I forgot all about fucking that. That's fucking cool. dope. Yes, it was. That is awesome. wicked. Um, it was like the uh, what is what was the um original enemy in in Gundam suit uh Z uh Zeon Zeku or something like something like yeah yeah it was, that's what it was like those were the enemies and it was just old school Gundam stuff. Awesome game. I have great memories. Like you said, Power Stone, Power Stone 2. Come on. Yeah. Sonic Adventures, Sonic Adventure 2, uh, Battle oh, Royale, you whatever know fuck one it of is. The, uh, one of the things that really, like... It Battle seems Royale like, was the GameCube port. Oh, yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, it seems, like, kind of stupid now, but, like, I remember... Because the Dreamcast controller... It, it, nothing it's wrong weird. with it. It's, it's weird as fuck. Nothing wrong with it. it. You it, got it, a Tamagotchi with it. it <laughs> That's was, what I'm saying. That was the point I was going towards. And it was totally right. the precursor to the Xbox Duke controller. That's, yeah, yeah, it that's really awesome. was. Yes. Big uh, ass turtle yep. shell in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> the only difference is two more little white the white and black buttons to make yeah. it the six button yeah. thing people were used to and then the extra analog controller. But yeah, your, your memory that, card that's a, that's was... That's a fucking Dreamcast That's so cool. Yeah, because it was one of the first... like virtual memory unit. It was removable. It had a cap to go on it. Do you know well, you could yeah, plug them you, together to transmit yes. saves between uh -huh. the two? Yeah, and like anytime you plugged it in with a compatible game, like the little LED screen would like mm -hmm. show little animations from there mm -hmm. and everything like that. I thought that whenever I saw that, it blew my mind. Yeah. There was a precursor to the Wii RPG Switch or the Wii, what is it? The Wii U? Sorry. I think it the was Wii Switch. Grandia 2 maybe, but you could actually Access your item inventory in the battle in the VMU. Damn, oh, that that's makes neat. that makes sense. So you instead could, you of having to, with, what was so cool is the game was Wii so cinematic shit before Wii U. So you didn't have to <laughs> block the inventory screen. Like you couldn't, you didn't have to block the yeah. battle. Uh, you could use all that screen real estate still, think, and then have the items on. I think your, with evolution, you could see your, like some of your stats or something. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. And then yeah, with the Sonic, you could do like Chow shit and take oh, yeah, it the, the Chow, chow games with you. Yeah. Like I told you, man, I played a, the and especially in two. It was so much more in depth. I was growing Chow's like a dude. Motherfucker. Dreamcast mm -hmm. two, My was dope. Yeah, Dreamcast you get those two golden Chow's, those Sega. black Chow's. Come on, yeah. man, those are so cool. Uh, another little tidbit on the online thing that I was gonna go into was uh, that I and I didn't know about this because. Probably something where it's like my parents were tearing this page out of my 
magazines before I could get to it because <laughs> they didn't want to pay for this. But uh, SegaNet was a uh, service that Sega actually offered during the Dreamcast days, which was their own internet service provider for the Dreamcast. So you could sign up for this. They give you a disc, mm-hmm. and it gave you access to an internet browser and an email client on your Dreamcast. That's cool. What? So the the beginnings of like the we didn't see this until the PS3 the came Sega out with, a, with an internet browser. Yeah, that's insane. And they actually offered you low latency online play because this was a dial up modem. But they had their basically be, if you were on their ISP, you got a direct route to their servers instead of having to dial to your yeah, ISP, so getting it quicker, look for and, yeah. a server, dial it. Like you got, a, it cut out a lot of the dial up time the, to get into online games. Was the Dreamcast? It, the, sorry, go ahead. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that they would invest in something like that because in like, what was their previous generation? Uh, Genesis? Saturn. Saturn yeah. or, okay. Well, I'm going to add in Genesis. I remember they had a thing called Sega TV. Do you remember yep. this? Yeah, so like Sega TV, you would plug in like your like uh, the old uh, aux cable. Is that Engage. the right? Is that the right cable? Uh, is that the That's right? Nokia. Cab- Sega it? didn't make it in game. No? Yeah, uh, that was them. Sorry. But I guess the Genesis had like a like Sega did Game Gear in in in, in aux output. Like uh-huh. uh, so, you would plug like, your TV cable in the back of it, and like you would go. I believe to a certain channel on your TV and that it was like streaming games before Probably streaming games was a thing. Oh, that's right. We, I think we even talked about that on one of our, I think, I think that it might've might been, been the one gaming we did the gaming history, history thing. Yeah. yeah. Cause I want to say that in Japan, Nintendo had a similar service. That's what I was going to ask. Did the Dreamcast release in Japan? Yeah, it did. Uh, I, this seems about like, a year before it released in this, 98. This seems like something specifically that would be more, Suited to Japanese Suited markets. to Japanese with their network, their internet over there. This might be a little bit more, especially for well, back then. Everyone was using dial-up even like wherever well, you were. So every, Sure, but it, there were... The way we think of it now is they're so more, much more interconnected there. Like it... There are still a lot of really popular online games here. Like Fantasy oh, Star sure. Online was hugely popular yes, in the U.S. Yeah. One of the things I want to mention about was I remember uh, one, of, one of the early sets I remember seeing in like a gaming magazine was for Fantasy Star Online. And oh, I think yeah. I met, mentioned You this. told me you said something about a dragon and then the story didn't go anywhere. Let me tell you all about Quake 3 oh, Arena. Okay, Runescape. fine. I played Ruined Quake my story. 3 Arena on Dreamcast. Oh, really? Because I had it on my Dreamcast. But you also had, I also on had it on PC. Yeah. And so friends could come over, and this was the beginning of cross-platform really? play. Really? So you could play on your Dreamcast, and you could play one on One of us PC. would be on the PC, one of us on the Dreamcast. And it was so crazy, because you could even play, like, the modded maps and stuff. So, like, on PC, I think I've told you all before, where if you go to a game server, and it's, like, a map you didn't have, or or someone was running around as Goku, as, like, a character model, if you whatever you didn't have, it would just download. But so the maps were so small back then... And there was just enough RAM where it's like they had an upper limit where if it was too crazy, we you couldn't download RAM. on the Dreamcast. Right. But there were plenty of smaller ones where you could be on the Dreamcast playing the Instagib like one shot, one kill mode in this game. Yeah. In like some wacky map or something that never came with it. And it worked just fine on the Dreamcast. So you couldn't <laughs> mod on the console, but it was like the beginnings That's of fucking cool. a mod community. Yeah. Because there were people that were building maps specifically like you'd go to service and be like dreamcast friendly custom maps or like custom models and stuff and you could actually track them down there was no filter but you just look for dreamcast in the server title yeah and so people that were on dreamcast could still play these crazier maps and it was another one of those things like quake was so good about where it took like the game on disc was just such a small part of what you could play at large as the game developed and to be able to do that on a fucking game console was insane like 
It was that was definitely one of the coolest in things. Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Even by today's yeah. standards, that's crazy. Technically, two thousand one. Yeah, by sure. the time Quake. Okay, came sure, out. sure. But uh, yeah, yeah it was man. incredible. Come on, Sega, Dreamcast two win. And then uh, I got a couple other neat little facts. Uh, at the time of the release of the Dreamcast, it had the best selling hardware hardware launch of all time in the U.S., selling over two hundred thousand units on launch day. And over 1 million units in its first week. Wow. So that was significant at the time. Yeah. That's, dude, I'm telling you, that sell. The first PlayStation said, took, I think, two, three months to sell 600,000 units, which was still a lot back really? then. Everybody was playing the Dreamcast. Dreamcast smashed it. <laughs> yeah. Everybody was playing the Dreamcast. Well, PS1 had been out for a few years. Yeah, right? That came out in 96 yeah. in the US. Uh, and then also that SegaNet service I had mentioned, there was an offer to sign up for a two year subscription up front, which I don't know how much would it cost. Probably a lot. Yeah. Uh, and it would actually include a Dreamcast. <laughs> so if you didn't um, have one, it was like the beginning of subsidized gaming or something. Where you okay. Could, you just go to the store and be like, I want the Sega Net subscription. Yeah. Because like my boy's going to be playing a lot of Fantasy Star Online, <laughs> I guess, or whatever. Jeez. Yeah. It was, they were doing a lot of weird things at the time that are now things that like are standard. They're, they're staples in modern yeah. gaming. Yeah. Another big one was that the system used a modified form of Microsoft's Windows CE operating system, uh, and Sega's work with Microsoft to optimize the OS for their console hardware, and after seeing PlayStation 2's success as a multimedia device rather than just a game console, is what originally inspired Microsoft to eventually create the Xbox. Oh, And they've had a great working relationship ever since then. That's why when Xbox first came out, we were starting to see a lot of those franchises that we knew as Dreamcast games end up finding a home on oh, Xbox. Yeah. Like Seaman got a port over there. Uh, <laughs> Jet Set Radio Future got ported <laughs> over to the first Xbox. Yeah, Shinmu 2, which was in development for Dreamcast, only got a console release on the Xbox. It like so clearly their time working together was well Seaman, spent. Wasn't that one where you could grow those weird fish Let's head not, people? Yes. Let's not, <laughs> not talking about it. I'm sorry I even brought it up. Great game though. <laughs> Great. Oh God. You talk about a game that smokes weed too. It's Christ. <laughs> Uh, so the also the last people don't know, then go play some sports. Is that uh, Peter Moore was working at Sega of America during the time of the Dreamcast, and eventually became the president of uh, Xbox. Really, uh, during the Xbox era. That's cool. So again, another little they're tight. They're real tight. Those Sega and Microsoft guys. One last little fun fact was that Dreamcast still has a huge homebrew scene. As far as people doing homebrew and writing software that for it and everything. That does not surprise me. Uh, a lot of that was because of how, what some might say was also the reason, one of the main reasons for the downfall of the Dreamcast, is it's incredibly easy to run custom software on it. Mm-hmm. The disc that they made for the Dreamcast is not a CD or a DVD. It's called a GD-ROM. And it's meant to be, it's a <laughs> double. ROM. It's a double density CD. That like music, like CDs. You, you remember kids back in the day, music came on a disc. Uh, speaking so of, so is this like double the storage of a CD? Or it something? was a not quite double. It was like a just over one gigabyte of storage capacity. Oh shit, a gigabyte? Yeah, whole gigabyte. But the reason they did that was to fight off piracy because you couldn't read these. Ah. You couldn't read these discs on a computer, and oh. it was set up in a way that if you put it in a computer, it would just play off a message on the audio that was like, "Hey, this only works in a Dreamcast." Really? Yeah. Uh, Say so if you put in a music CD player and some of them actually had custom messages like in Shinmu, if you put the Shinmu disc in, it would actually be the voice actor for uh, Ryu. Really? Would say nice. the warning message. I remember you funny. could also play CDs on the Dreamcast. 
Yeah, you could. It had a yeah. music CD player, but the PS One did it before that too. Yeah, that was not a, unusual at this point. I didn't. It's not unusual PS to have a uh, music player. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of music players, <laughs> sorry, a little side tangent. Sony is actually coming out with a new version of the Walkman. Uh, it's just an anniversary thing. Is that yeah. right? I mean, you know, it's garbage. You know why? Because it's only sixteen gigabytes. Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's a new version oh, of Walkman. Oh, I thought you no. were actually going to say Dude, it was going to be like, like buying a, a PlayStation CD Classic. You don't actually play it. You leave it in the box. You let it look nice <laughs> on your shelf. Yeah. Just like that NES classic over there. Now, the homebrew thing is really funny because, again, they made this proprietary disc to stop piracy. But, but it, it didn't work at all. Because yeah. people figured out that, like, I basically, I don't remember the trick, but essentially it became really, really easy to rip these discs. And then they then this other thing that they thought was really cool that didn't ever take off, where they made something called a My CD format. And the idea was that you would buy a CD at the store, like an audio disc or whatever. And if you put it into a compatible player, it would pull up like an early style of like a DVD menu and you could watch like music videos on it. that came on the CD or find like the, yeah, the lyrics and stuff. did have like a slight menu to it. Yeah. When you booted it up and like a CD didn't necessarily load right away, uh-huh. you did get like options kind of, kind yeah. of like the PS2, but not. Yeah. yeah. And uh, only like 10 albums were ever released with this, like support for this format. <laughs> Fuck, really? But there was an exploit in this format where, because when you boot up a disc, the dreamcast has to read it long enough to see if it's this, my CD thing, or if it's a dreamcast game or a regular music CD. And so people were, were found a way to copy the like initializing code for the, my CD thing <laughs> and then tell it, Hey, the third track is actually this dreamcast game. <laughs> and then it would just boot the dreamcast game. Oh no. And so that's way. why to this day you can just burn a dreamcast game to a CD with like no hassle, like anyone can do this <laughs> and put it in their Dreamcast and just play these games, and it would still be like pretty much as good as the original quality. Yeah, and what was sad is that this exploit was discovered and finalized just after Dreamcast took that price cut, because their whole idea was that we can sell this for 150 and undercut PlayStation, and we'll make all of our money back in software sales. Sure. And then Seems the piracy right theory blew up overnight. Yeah. And now suddenly their software sales are going down the drain because again, you've bred your audience to be like this. Oh, we're internet enabled. We're like, we're looking at, we're such a tight knit community, blah, blah, blah. And then someone tells you, Hey dude, you ever heard of Napster? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to download some Dreamcast games, wow. bro? And so that along with the fact that the PS2 came out and just sold like gangbusters is a lot of the reason why the Dreamcast ended up failing. Mm. Man. Yep. History. Dreamcast could have been the best console ever. We didn't deserve the Dreamcast. It's true. It was the game console we needed, but not the one we deserved. Yeah, it, yeah. It can't be understated how like much that is reverberated through the gaming industry, and like the stuff that we see today is clearly stuff that like the Dreamcast was yeah. the first. Yeah, one I mean, if the Dreamcast never came out, I don't think there'd I be mean, no Xbox. Yeah, that right now. That's. Fucking A. Good yeah. Point. It, it, because the only reason Fucking they even a. got a whiff of getting into the games industry was their work with Sega. Really? It, and uh, there well, were yeah, a lot of executives that worked at Sega of Japan during the Saturn days that were like, we shouldn't do another console after the Saturn. Because it was the same thing. Like, was the PlayStation came bomb? out. All, well, it's not that they was a bomb. Right. It's that the PlayStation and the One, Nintendo 64 yeah. were such runaway successes okay. comparatively. Yeah. Saturn was expensive. It was hard to develop for. Uh, the catalog of games wasn't as as extensive. Not, I wouldn't say extensive, but 
well, PS1 and high quality. Important. PS1 like, and N64 were moving into 3D games. Yeah. And on Saturday, it was, it was side, really, it was really difficult right? to do that. Kind of. Well, a lot of it was it was from the 16-bit yeah. era of, of yeah, side-scrollers and stuff like that. But, and even PS1, a lot would argue was doing 3D a little yeah. too early because some, some of the of best Star Wars some of the best games. PS1 games are not 3D. Yeah. And the ones that are 3D look like shit. Yeah. And a lot of them don't play <laughs> There's a reason well. they're remaking Medieval. And it's the same one in 64. But the, the I'm excited for the Medieval remake. Hey, I'm excited for the for the remaster too cuz the first one looks bad. <laughs> All PS1 games look bad. Yeah, exactly. And man, I will say Final Fantasy VIII looks so awkward right now because all the high quality character models and then all the backgrounds yeah, are still super blurry yeah, and the, stuff. It's the, but the character models look so good. The important things they important. Do look really good. Yeah. The important things look good. You just, that's <laughs> yeah. all really that matters. See how emo Squall is now. It really comes. He's across. the best looking guy at the party. He is. Yeah, he is. Best fucking. Now he I see. Really, don't understand see any of these is. references. Okay, play so, some games, dude. Why is Andrew even on this podcast? <laughs> he doesn't play video games. I actually want to explain this meme to him. So I get it. Like they have, to, they have to go to like some sort of party in the game. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. And what? I guess he has to look pretty or something. No. And Squall's all worried see, about you it. Don't get it. Fuck, I don't care. So the character models were just so bad back then that there's a line with from Renoa. Where she says, you're the best looking guy at the party. And you couldn't really tell back then because all their faces were just smudges. But so it looked like pixel art. Yeah. But now you can tell he is actually the most handsome guy because he's fucking squall yeah, that's Zell like like that the face the party tattoo, or something. He'd be pretty good looking. Fuck Zell. Zell looks like an idiot. <laughs> but I like those characters in these I like games. Eight. I like the, the romance of eight. So. Okay. Yeah. Fun. Very fun. Yeah. I was thinking earlier. It's a shame that the Sega never got a never got a Final Fantasy, on like, an, the like an RPG for it no, itself, or like actual just a Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy game. Nah. I wish. Wait, I don't know. Oh no, Crystal Chronicles was for uh, yeah, sixty four. Yeah, but did Sega ever have a relationship with Square? Oh. I don't know. Actually, uh, yeah, I I don't think it would ever make sense for Maybe Final Fantasy game to better, ever be released. They would have earned console. a relationship with Square. Yeah. Square Squaresoft didn't play well with others back then, if I remember correctly. Oh, good call remembering they used to well, be called Squaresoft. I remember that every time I boot up a Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? It actually makes me sad on some of the remasters when they don't have the old logo. Eight, yeah. it does. Eight starts off with Square Enix, but then yeah, when you then go it boots into, into like the original video, into, and I will Squaresoft say anytime soft, I play yeah. like a Dragon Quest games and it, and it boots up Square Enix, I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. I know, right? It just used to be Enix. Man, I, no, it used to just be... Oh, wait. Enix was Dragon Quest. That's right. I mm-hmm. forgot. Who's Enix? The Enix, Enix was, part of Square Enix. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't realize that yeah, Squaresoft well, absorbed a different... Yeah. yeah just because just rebranded. Name. Yeah. <laughs> that was That was like the big, that was that was like the big deal oh. because like it was like the two big Final Fantasies where it was like Dragon Quest and... and, and, and two big RPGs. Yeah, yeah I was Thank say, you. Yeah. Two big RPGs, Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy... And then when they combined, yeah, in like uh, Dragon huh. Quest was run by Enix and Final That's Fantasy awesome. was run by Squaresoft cool. and they combined into Square Enix. I did not know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's, I, I literally yeah, I just thought they changed their fucking name because of business <laughs> reasons or something. I don't know. That's cool. Yep. Hmm. Try to see if there are any other big games that Enix did. Uh, I think honestly, that a was a lot of Japanese stuff. Yeah, oh, that Star was, Ocean. That's right. Mm, Star Ocean was Enix. I would have barely just started hearing about that. When well, I was, Star Ocean you know. started in uh, the Super Nintendo. Yeah. And then 2 was on PlayStation. I've ever wanted to replay 3. Oh, yeah. Duh. Tomb Raider. 
Tomb Raider 3, man. Oh, ex- really? Yeah, because uh, I don't think it was the other Tomb Raiders, but they published Tomb Raider 3. Nice. And the then those sn- publishing agreements that are snow one? Squaresoft now publishes them. Yes, it's very snowy in Tomb Raider 3. She's like in she's like in a snow outfit, like on the front of that one, I think. Oh yeah, Grandia too. Oh god, so good. <laughs> so good. Well, guys. I think that's it. I call it. Anyone yeah. else burping up a lot of dumpling? Oh yeah. yeah I told I, I've you. Ca- I think yeah. I've relaxed actually, and I'm gonna kill the sandwich so it's gonna push everything down. Can <laughs> you buy that sandwich? No, you should make I'll make you one. I don't want a whole sandwich. I kinda want bagel bites. I'll make you one. You should make some of those bagel bites. I'll eat some of those bagel bites. You can go preheat the oven. You just said you were okay. Why don't you preheat the oven? <laughs> and then while you're gone, I'm getting me a bite of that sandwich. Take the sandwich with me. All right, guys. This has been episode 15 of it's the Absent Minded Podcast. As always, I have been your host, Travis Stockton, along with me, Andrew Crandall and Ethan Newbolt, also known as at Ray Charlizard and at Andrew Loves Video Games and at Souls Bjorn on Twitter and Instagram. And, and Twitch, sometimes Twitch. I actually started streaming. Uh, so I think I'm guys. He streamed a lot of control the other day. So what, what? Four hours? Four hours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so partner in, a, in no time. I need to, Affiliate I think I'm first. actually going to start. I know I always keep saying this, but I'm going to start doing it more frequently. So twitch.tv slash Angelo's video. We're going to make him the time down. Yep. Hey, he's got the tripod now. It's true. You can see my beautiful face. You said he had that. Well, he's got it set up now. <laughs> it's placed. Within good, use, good sandwich. Is it a good sandwich? What kind of people you got on there? Uh, crunchy. It's just it's. Oh, he got you the crunchy. You yeah. asked for. See, you act like Drew doesn't care. Oh, guys, oh, I wish this was that. on camera. Oh my god, Ethan, at, ooh, that is a stale. moment between best friends. It's been right sitting there. on the table. She wouldn't let me stale? eat it. You know what? That that. Oh, like, it's just from on the table. Okay, I was gonna oh. say throw away your bread. Oh, it was no. very soft when I got, got it. Damn it. I was about to say that reminded me of the moment of like on the Sistine Chapel where just like David's reaching out to God. Yeah. What? It's Ethan reaching out to me with some peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> All is right in the world. As always, we go live every Friday morning at 10 a.m. on AbsentMindedPodcast.com and your favorite podcast platform of choice. If you ever want to leave us a message, you can do so on AbsentMindedPodcast.com by clicking the little voice message button, telling us what's going on in your life sharing a story or two. And you could also use the listener support program to donate $1, $5 or $10 once or monthly, whatever suits you. But if you don't, that's fine too. That suits us. Not yep. me. Go we donate. Just enjoy you listening. Buy Ethan some more peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. Crunchy. <laughs> Crunchy only, please. Take care of you guys. All right. We love, love you. You know what? We went damn near that whole episode without saying something in the exact same time. No, we didn't. Till right then at the end.